a los hombres ofras que tamando daila manzacaba raseca mantecas que tapriala vasabala show me oh god thank you father in jesus mighty name lord as we begin to gain ascendancy on that emphasis that you have shot into our hearts take us to a place where we can make great decisions this morning take us to a place where we can accept responsibility this morning take us to a place where we can realize that some of the things plaguing our nation, plaguing our continent, will answer to the manifestation of the sons of God. Take us to that place this morning so that we can sit in your council as sons ready to administer your will in our window of opportunity. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. You're welcome. We long for such a time. We long for such a time where we young people will come together and consider the emphasis of God as it affects us. We long for this time. And we thank God that God is beginning to show some signs that the time has come. You know, your charge has changed my sermon. Based on the emphasis you drew, my sermon became weak. Maybe that sermon will be for another time. But turn your Bible with me. Let's glide on the same frequency. From the book of Isaiah chapter 28. I'd like you to just <laughs> flow with me this morning. Now, you, no, you won't read Bible. You will give you tape at the end of the, we'll give you the tape. Just bring that thing and strike it, strike it. Isaiah chapter 28. I don't know whether to share this. Well, let's just start with the scriptures. You are welcome in the name of Jesus. All the ministers of the gospel, I salute you. And um, we have coppers from, from impossible places. Some guys from Niger State. Hallelujah. If you are a copper from Niger State, let me see your hand up. Okay. Uh -huh. And the man with the guitar, we have some coppers from uh, Cross River State. If you are from Cross River, some. All right. And uh, I don't know, but I think God is up to something. God will help us. I don't want to say anything outside of what I believe God is quickening into my heart. 28 verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? 
and whom shall he make to understand doctrine them that are winged from the milk and drawn from the breast now you hold the sound when it's 10.40 start playing now I want us to consider that question critically our brother came and drew something out an emphasis of God that it's possible for us to be doing some things that are not in line with that which has been written and if you are doing stuff that is not in synchrony with that which has been written what you are doing is that you are wasting time and it happened to be that time is not storable you can't put it in a fridge and go back to get it and time is an element that god has made available to us so that we can utilize it to fulfill prophecy the man after reading that which was spoken concerning him snapped quickly into alignment so that means that in a generation where there is no prophetic speaking i'm talking about speakings that unveil and unravel that have the potency and capacity to call men and draw men into alignment if that kind of speaking is not available the consequence will be that people will be operating in circles and cycles it will become a dark time because prophecies will not be facilitated are you with me and so the bible is saying whom shall he teach knowledge whom shall he make to understand doctrine the fact that you attended a seminar does not mean you went with knowledge the word translated knowledge there is not the type that you can get in the library the word translated knowledge there symbolizes the kind of knowledge you can acquire only by revelation that which is going to empower you to sustain sufficient stature in order for you to fulfill something that came from eternity is not a knowledge that is time-based you are not with me hallelujah that education that you need in order for you to administer and partake in a dominion that travels from one end of eternity to another end of eternity is an educational system that the spirit of god facilitates and by so doing what he does is that he adds life to your years i know you didn't hear me somebody prayed and said god add years to my life that means he's saying make me live long i need 120 years to walk the world it is written that uh, by 120 moses was standing on mount nebo he had a straight back his natural force was not abated and his eyes were not dim. give me 120 but the point is this 120 years will still be a waste 
if it's not in line with the force and the potency that drives from eternity. Hallelujah. You see, when you are brought to the point where you are taught knowledge of the kind of which I speak, that knowledge has the capacity to add life to your years. Now, what I mean is this. A man can live one year, but the impact of that year is like a thousand years. A man can live for five years, but the effect of that five years travels throughout time. A man can live for 20 years, and what he did in 20 years was able to establish a covenant with God that is eternal. That means, by reason of the fact that he received this kind of knowledge, he received life. The number of his years didn't increase. But the quantum of life that he carried, that facilitated things, produced an effect that laid foundations for many generations. So I would rather pray, Lord, add life to my years than ask God to add years to my life. Hey, you didn't hear that, no. Uh, hallelujah. Add life. How many years did Benson Idahosa live? Well, according to my own record, it's 69. How many years did Babalola live? According to my record, it's 58. The people that knew him said, apart from Jesus, nobody moved in the supernatural like that man. No human being. Not even Elijah. For 58 years. What was that? God added what? Life to his what? To his years. Angel Michael appeared to him and brought yam. One tuba of yam. Roasted yam. I said this yam is for the world. And when Angel Michael appeared, his legs didn't touch the ground. He was suspended. He said this yam is for the whole world. And we have been going around to see the people that have enough stature to eat it. This is the third time we have gone around and you are the only man that qualifies to eat the yam of what? The whole world. And so the yam was delivered to him and Michael was suspended there till he ate it. From that day, I hope you know that Elijah ate angel's bread. And in the strength of that bread, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He ate something. In service meetings like this, that man suspends from the ground. What happened? God added what? Life. Only if you know what Zoe is. Zoe. You see, our vessels, based on the knowledge we have, our vessels can contain measures. But if God gives you more, more knowledge, more insight, more epignosis, more of the revealed knowledge that comes by Christ, you can carry more of that life. And the more of it you carry, the more deadly, the more less you become a man. This is a man that stamped his foot on a rock and the sign is still dirty today. This is a man that traveled in the spirit many times until he became his nature. People that served with him in ministry, I saw a picture that was brought into the last conference. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and went to a, will a village that was known with witchcraft. And he challenged the witches. He said, this time let's make it public. You guys bring your articles, your amulets, 
your all kinds of stuff. Let's meet at that your Iroko tree by 12 noon. So that everything will be on display. Then when they met there, he said, okay, you guys try to kill me. And he gave them time. After they tried and they, they, they failed, it was his tongue. So what he did was that he lifted up his right hand and called the name of Jesus. And literal, physical balls of fire fell from heaven and destroyed that Iroko tree, which was their meeting point, and their amulets. The fire was captured by picture. It was not kindled by matches. What happened? God added what? Life. There's no blessing in living long. I've heard people say 70 years. There are some people I, I saw in Lagos. Death would have been a blessing to them. You are, you are not here. Death. If God would have answered their prayer for death, it would have been a blessing. Somebody pray and say, Lord, add life to my ears don't get me wrong i still wish that we have years added to our life also hallelujah that's also part of the prayer but much more let's ask that god add what life and so the bible is saying that it's not everybody that has the privilege of getting to receive knowledge it's not everybody that has the privilege of getting to understand doctrine. And the word doctrine used in Hebrew in that particular verse of scripture talks about a set of meticulous teachings ordained to bring people not into mental knowledge of a particular reality but practical knowledge of a reality so much so that such a reality is exhibited through their lives in their most natural state of existence. Who will it teach knowledge? And who will it make to understand doctrine? Then the Bible now went further to help us some Qualifications were given, which I want us to take note of before we, we, we move from that point. Some level of qualifications were given. Are you there in Isaiah 28? Amen. Now, two, two points we will need to raise from there. Them that are what? Win from milk. And drawn from what? The breast. Hey. Now it means that according to this scripture, it is possible for a man to be feeding on spiritual milk throughout his lifetime. Hallelujah. It, it surprises me to know that the qualification you need in order to be taught knowledge and made to understand doctrine is tied to what you consume. Does it make sense at all? Is that right? 
if you are going to have to qualify for this knowledge, you have to change what you eat. It's only them that are weaned from milk and withdrawn from the breast will ever mature enough to receive knowledge and to be made to understand doctrine. I hope you know Paul gave us some the categories of spiritual food that are available in God's kitchen. We have milk. You know, my daughter is still young. She's She's good at taking milk, even in the night. When you are tired and you need sleep, she'll just arise. What she says, milk now or nothingness will work. Now, she'll take milk by 12. By 1.30, she needs milk. By 2 something, milk. All right? Even if you see the way she takes it, it's very selfish. She will cry so that all the attention will be drawn. First, wake, wait till happen. Then she will take milk. That's how milk is. Milk is self-centered. You see, we need to understand that God is so generous that he cannot but give. And so when he brings you into his kingdom, the first thing that he does is that he wants to lavish upon you his law. I hope you understand that Adam's first active day after his creation was God's rest. Adam was created on the sixth day and on the seventh day God decided to rest. So the guy was created and then the next day was public holiday. Why? That's what God also did in the spirit. Before you became born again, the Bible said that God has made spiritual blessings available in heavenly realms through Christ Jesus. So upon entry into the kingdom, God gives you a treat. He has already put blessings into the realm and is waiting for you to come take advantage of. Now that perspective of teaching is what informs what we call the teaching and the emphasis of the new creation realities doctrine which is the major doctrine that most young people are running with right now the last set of teachers in the body of christ that have accept, affected a, a, a very major landscape of the body of christ particularly among the youth are traceable to this doctrine new creation realities doctrine how that god has made things available and if by revelation you can see the things that are available through faith, you can appropriate it and make it your own possession. Now, that perspective of thinking makes us feel that God is out just to make us feel good. God is owing me money. I've been paying tight and he said he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour down stuff. And for nine years now, I've been paying tight. Nothing supernatural has happened in my finances. Because the orientation such a person has is the orientation of milk where everything is existing just to sustain your sense of need. God says, I have so much in my storehouse, so much so that I can sustain that your appetite that is unbridled. If you decide that your life will be 
lived on that plane, I'm not threatened because my storehouse is full of bounty. If you say, Lord, I need money. And if you pray enough, you make it available because he has enough of it. But he's just saying that just in case you decide to live your life on that plane, which is a choice, you will never get to understand knowledge and you'll never be made to know doctrine. Please help me tell your neighbor that there are levels in the spirit. <laughs> you decide where you dwell. Tell him, you decide where. Now, I'm not trying in any way to make you belittle the new creation reality doctrine. The new creation reality doctrine is actually the fundamental and basic doctrine that you are taught when you give your life to Christ. It is hovered around the love of God and is tainted with the texture of God's exceeding great kindness. Hallelujah. And so that's where every, that is on the strength of that, that we believe in God's ability to provide, God's ability to heal, God's ability to, you know all of that breakthrough, success, and all victory doctrines are all tied to the provisions that God has made available in his kingdom uh, 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 before you even got saved. Alright? But the Bible says that just in case you want to go higher in kingdom things, you want to go higher in administering the purposes of God in the face of the earth, you will have to shift beyond that point. Your philosophy must shift. But the Bible says, if you check what Elijah said, what Isaiah said, he said, don't let those guys that are weaned from milk and drawn from the breast. You will think that after some time, they will be weaned. You will think what he's saying is that after some time, they will be drawn from the breast. But in practicality, it takes a decision to be weaned because you can stay there all your life taking milk. Self-centered. You need to understand, you need to hear some people pray. I believe that in the natural, in the natural, one of the ways by which we can check the level that people operate in, in the spirit, is when you hear the vocabulary of their prayer. I believe in the natural. God has another, an express mode. He can look upon their heart and understand their dimensions. But we are not God, so we don't know what is on people's heart. The measure to which we know is the degree to which we can perceive by that which they speak out of the abundance of their hearts, which is a fraction. All right? We cannot see anybody's heart, so you don't get to know anybody fully. But you see, I believe that one of the ways by which we can actually detect to some extent a man's spiritual word is take inventory of his prayer, the content of his prayer. Now, if you check Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer is in um, John chapter 17, not Mark chapter 6. The Lord's prayer is not our Father who is in heaven. Because in our Father who is in heaven, he was teaching how to pray, teaching us how to pray. So that's not the Lord's prayer. That's the Lord's teaching about prayer. But the Lord's prayer is in the book of John chapter 17 when he begins to pray. And if you are not careful, you will not understand what he's saying because he's a principality talking. He is he, he, so engrossed in the purpose and the will of God that he's uttering that purpose, uttering that will, creating a vent for that will to find expression in the earth and his vocabulary is mysterious. Uh, you could see the measure of his life through the utterances in his prayer. Have you realized that most of our prayers these days, especially in our great camp meetings and campsites, are mostly self-centered? You are not with me now. You have denied me. 
Because <laughs> you denied me. I am not a pastor. Do you understand that? I am not an evangelist. I'm not a teacher. Even though I teach, I'm not a teacher. Just in case some people may not understand why a small boy will be talking like this, is the call. Do you understand? It's a call. It's a, it's a call to facilitate a revival. And there's no way we, a revival can be facilitated if our philosophy does not change. Listen to me again. In most campsites, most camp meetings, most, not all, most. In fact, in the biggest camp meetings that we have going on in this nation, the emphasis is mostly self-centered. It's on that plane. That is to say that it was a deliberate intention to produce spiritual babes that are not weaned from milk and not drawn from the breast. It, it was a deliberate intention for the past 25 years. Deliberate. And if you check it today, Nigeria has 70% babes in the body of Christ. And that's why the society has taken this draconian look of corruption, of darkness. That which is reflected in society is the mirror image of that which is obtainable in the church. The average believer is a babe. And I need you to understand that pastors facilitated the state of the church today. And so there's nobody with sufficient stature to be taught doctrine. Nobody with the capacity to bear the burden of spiritual knowledge. Turn with me. Second scripture. As young men, as young women, the first decision we we'll have to take if we are going to be responsible in our time is that we must decide to be weaned from make. Amen. All right, let's go again to First John. Maybe First John will draw some light because in First John, Apostle John is giving us insight. He fragments the body of Christ into three categories. John chapter two, First John chapter two. Kabo Salah. A decision must be taken. Let's, let's go to First John before I, I will explain more. Are you in First John chapter two? Okay. Can't understand it. I just can't understand what is happening today. I just can't understand it. Mighty camp meeting, you come for it. It's all about God will bless. God will. Ah, milk. Because if you find security in Christ, you will know that your life is settled in Him. So, what are you telling me? God will bless. Is it? I don't know. So, I don't know now. I don't know that God has already blessed me. So, you need to tell me. And then you tell me for 14 years that God has blessed. God will. It was, it, it, it was a deliberate attempt to crystallize. A church of immature people because when in immature people are on the run all right there'll be high dependence on the old pulpit 
and that translates to more funds, more income, more that, more that, and more that. I just want you to understand that the truth of the matter is that is not what God's purpose is about. Raising babes. No. God wants sons to rise. People that understand the purpose of his father. People that will partake in administering that eternal purpose in their own window of time so that life can be administered to their days and in their day it will a peg will be placed just like it was for John the Baptist. That in the days of John the Baptist this was the movement that the generation sustained because people that knew what God demanded were on ground. First John, come with me quickly. First John chapter 2. Verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Now, these are three planes I would like us to look at. Now, I want you to see the revelation that came to the little children. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for what? His name's sake. Now, what is The little child... On the account of the fact that he knows that grace is available does not want to stop sinning all right once in a while he he moves because he knows that grace is available and the mercy of God is present you can be living on that level for all your life you sin you repent you come back do you know that that scripture said that God would have done something else like he would have brought a hammer or matchet to slay eh? that would have been a good option but you see God decided not to bring hammer why because he wanted to preserve his name so because of his name even though children keep they know that things are available just like prosperity is available because of that he builds his life in such a way that he will be tapping it yes his vision that's his goal there are some other people that structure their lives in such a way that there'll be there'll be great need for mercy eh? he's planning to be living in sin consistently but he doesn't want to go to hell so he keeps he knows that mess there so that's how he has configured his life so that he'll be living in such a way that he will have need for God to show him mercy that's his own level of development and in fact he is even operating like that is based on the revelation that there are some things that are available in God that he has access to come with me I know many believers see I have been everywhere preaching 
I know many believers that speak in tongues a lot but live constantly in fornication. The reason why they live like that is because they know that God is merciful. And they want to take advantage of that as the basis of the configuration of their own lifestyle. Those kind of people cannot be taught knowledge. You get it? The Bible began to give us insight about sons. Sons are strong people. They have the revelation of the word of God and they are acting on the revelation. And because they are acting on the revelation of the word of God, they can even put the devil to flight. Just because they have accepted the word of God, they have accepted the position of the word of God and suddenly they begin to see that the deceiver cannot have, cannot operate around their lives. More and more, the devil is being defeated because these guys change their philosophy from human philosophy and adopt the philosophy of the word of God and it becomes more and more impossible for the devil to operate around their land. Just in case that's the level you are operating, seeing some miracles, seeing some things happen, your prayers are being answered and things like that, it's not a, you are not deep. Because you, don't, you have not been taught doctrine. You just have revelation into the word of God and you are exercising the word of God and walking in it and seeing the results. Do you know that most of what we call the best of Christianity is on that level? Most of what we call the best of Christianity is on that level. Where people receive revelation from the word of God, they begin to act on the word of God and see the results and actually see that the devil is not as strong as he claims that he is. Most people are on that level. The third level. What makes a father is that by reason of that doctrine he has received and the knowledge that has come to him, he has insight into the eternal purpose of God. Please help me tell your neighbor that in the realm of the spirit, your strength is, is commensurate to the plane of revelation you are breaking. Tell him. Now, now come with me, come with me, come with me. Are you with me now? I would like us to read out the two things that the Bible speaks about the fathers. First, what does the Bible say about the fathers there? You have known him that is from the beginning. I will explain that. Second, what does it say about the fathers in the second place? You have known him that is from the beginning. Uh huh. You know, they wrote about children two times. The first revelation of children is that their sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Second revelation of children is that they have known the father. Are you with me? They have known what? Are you here? Are you here? They have known what? The revelation of God that they have is the revelation of God as father. The word father there is source. So they know him from a supply point of view. They take advantage of him so that they can make supplies to them. And that's how people's Christianity is configured. Supply Christianity. I need husband. 
supply, supply. I need money. I need that. I need forgiveness. I've touched a woman. Wash me with your blood. Supply. They have received the revelation of God as father. Now, the sons have gone a little bit further. They know the word of God. They are strong. And then what? Overcome the wicked one. There's proof that they are beginning to walk in the revelation of God. The people we call strong believers are on that level. But that's not a portrait of a father. A father is one that has received the revelation of Christ as Alpha Omega. One that is, is not time-based, it's eternity-based. And throughout time, his presence has been made manifest in every age. One that concocted a purpose in his heart from the foundations of the world and on the strength of that purpose that he concocted he set up an administration to bring that purpose to pass the father knows what that purpose will reflect in his day he knows the provisions that god has made available to facilitate that purpose and he has brought himself into the center of that purpose hi I can't open Ephesians chapter 1 because that's where the eternal purpose of God was spoken about in a graphic picture. Paul began to speak in Ephesians chapter 1 telling us that the administrative arrangement that God has put in place in order to facilitate that which began before the foundation of the world is grace. Grace is that which operates the purpose of God. I hope you know that the grace of God only moves in the direction of the purpose of God. So what the Father does is that he knows the purpose of God. He knows what God is expecting from him by prophecy now. And he aligns with it. He does not go by his revelation. It is the grace of God that has been put in place to administer the purpose of God that drives him. Such a man goes further than a man that just saw a revelation in the scripture and is applying. Such a man is secure by God's oath. His life is under and his strength is renewed by God's grace that kind of a man passes through time like an icon like a colossus that's the kind of man like 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 Joseph he lived ahead of his day because he saw a purpose of God and he was aligned in it so much so that when he died 400 years later they had to take his bones. <laughs> it's the grace of God that pushed that man. And so the father is him that has known him that is from where? From eternity. He knows what God is doing in the earth. You just see a small revelation. Your own view is so small and you are using it to cast out devils in your locality. And you believe that you don't show but there's somebody that has received doctrine he knows what his father has been doing since eternity he knows that because he is mortal he will leave the stage soon and there are many people that have understood that God and in their own dispensation they manifested something of his will his grace revealed a dimension in their lives and they know that that God has no end 
that God has no beginning, but it happens to be that the God has a purpose in their time, and they know what He's doing in their time, and they align with that which is doing in their time. Such a man, even when he has died, his bones will still be traveling. His bones will be traveling. People will still be coming to his life to study the pattern of his life. Because he lived ahead of his time. They will go and look for his books. E.W. Kenyon wrote a book. When he wrote the book, he said this revelation was supposed to hit the body of Christ 400 years before God gave him that revelation. When he wrote the revelation, he was labeled as a heretic. It took 100 years before the body of Christ accepted the book. Where did he learn what he wrote? He was taught doctrine. Wasmani wrote a book in, in 1929. I picked the book in 1994. It was breathing fire. Most of my discipleship took place through Watchman's book. A man that will write a book in 1929 is discipling somebody in 2009. How many years? No, you guys are not here. Who is an accountant? 1929 to 2009. That's how many years? What? 80 years the bones is traveling. Do you think the books most of our fathers in Nigeria write? Do you think it will survive five years? Some, some, as they are printing it, it has become outdated. The two months that the printer delayed, his machine was grounded. He made the book irrelevant. Oh, Makaya. I've been, I've been wondering. Is that what you want to do? Just get a revelation and then use it to cast out some devils and say, me too I came but there are several people that will not make noise because of the understanding the doctrine that has been put into their system they just align Kenneth Hagin only came to South Africa that was the only African country he came and he came once most of his life he spent it just going through the states of America put his messages in print that's what discipled almost all the major pastors in Africa. In fact, it's when they betrayed what he taught that most of them crashed. Before he died, he wrote a small book on Christian suffering. These faith preachers, through that book, stopped it from circulation because they felt it contradicted. The fact Hagen was old, that old age has affected him. Old age. Most of those churches today are, are companies. Because the balance that would have come. There's no way you say you're serving Jesus. And in the process of serving him, you don't get to sacrifice and get persecuted. If that is the Christianity you received, it's another gospel. Persecution is what, what, what is God's strategy for your maturity. You can't escape it if you're accurate. Sorry, I speak with boldness like this because of my call, okay? Can you accept me? Because many people say I was I'm mad. He has is possessed by a strange spirit. The thing is that it is a prophetic, it's a spirit of prophecy. 
Now, there's a difference between a prophetic spirit and a spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is, 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 is a compendium, a concentration of the grace of God that comes to facilitate the purpose of God. Do you, do you get it? If you are preaching in that stream, you are ahead of your generation. You are, you, are, you are in pace. You are in pace with God's time and God's reading. So you are ahead of the time that has been corrupted, of the systems that have been stagnated. You are moving in pace with God. And most times, people will say, there's madness there. But 50 years later, they will go and be looking for the tape. Because the church will catch up 400 years later. The church will catch up 25 years later. But those were men that life was added to what? To their years. So if, if a man lives without a knowledge of what God is doing in his day, he's wasting. Because you are not the first Christian. There are greater people that have come before you. How did they become great? They aligned with the move of God. That's how Moses became great. What's such a shepherd? And God said, okay, I want to deliver my people. That's all. And in fact, the basis of his call was not about Moses. It was about the covenant with what? The ancestors. He picked it. That was how he became such a prophet that none of his words fell to the ground. You get it? Because when we gravitate from saying, God, give me, because, and let me whisper, can, can I whisper to you? You will never even get the best of God saying, God, give me. But when you now decide that, okay, this is God's purpose, God's will, and you align to it, you will get a thousand fold. Because God knows that when that thousand fold comes to you, it will not be squandered on you. It will be used to facilitate his purpose. And the leftovers will take care of you. I assure you. You will survive well, comfortably well on the leftover. Just because a man has found sufficient stature to open his heart enough to God, for God to show him his purposes in his day and time and he affects his generation that's the key that's what makes you strong some of our mothers are finer than us sisters some of check their pictures when they were young but why is it that they could not stop from, their cream couldn't stop them from getting old go and look at your mother very well you will become like that very soon when I, and whenever I say this one, sisters, they say, Kai, this man, Kai. It's not more time we need. More time will make us old. I'm trying to imagine how we look like we're walking stick. In the name of the Lord. It's not that. More time will bring age. But we need to know his purpose and to be actively involved in it. The grace of God will travel in your direction. And if you refuse to shift ground, God will raise you up like an icon and your bones will travel. If it's your shoe you left behind, one day somebody will have to look for it in order for him to enter the next level. If it's a book you left behind, the last copy in Evangel Bookshop, they will go and look for it and must produce it for a generation to be saved from darkness. Because you receive the template for that in your time. Who is he that he will teach knowledge? I don't know.
know about you. I'm tired of this kind of epileptic Christianity. Cosmetic. It, it lacks the ability to change a generation. It lacks the audacity to step in and drive darkness. When the purpose of God comes into a city, it doesn't matter how many altars they built. It's not just receiving a revelation from the Bible. That one is good. You can share with it. You can cast the devil with it. You can stand strong with it. But you see, you manifest all those levels if you are in what? The purpose of God. You will still cast out the devil. And you have provisions. In fact, your prayer will be so strong that when you say, God, we need one million. No. God knows that you are not saying it because you, of you. You are saying it because you have seen his purpose. You get it? If one million, ten million, fifteen million passes through your hand just because you want to do the will of God, the leftover will take care of you. It will give you money for flight ticket. At a point, the leftover will facilitate a jeep for you. So that this man that knows so much of the doctrine, God will say, he needs to stay alive some, some more. Let this, his car have strong shock absorber. Eh? Like, uh, have you seen Armada? Nissan Armada? He said, package him in the back so that his backbone, you don't understand it. There's, there's a system in place to ensure that such a man that has received that dimension is kept cool. If you want to enjoy the best of security, be in the front lines of God's battle. You will live longer. <laughs> Every man that said the Bible, I go die or it. And nobody that say, if I die, I die, die. Nobody. None of them die. But the man that say, even if God opens the window of heaven, he, he died. <laughs> That's where the best of God is. It's where the purpose of God is. Let your life be spent on campus. What are you doing? And you know people that don't pray consistently don't know the purpose of God. They don't know what to live for. They are just wasting around and they are used like tools of the enemy to fight the purpose of God. If your prayer life is not strong, if you are not consistent, you are not in this matter. And so, it was deliberately orchestrated that the average Christian won't have a prayer life. So it comes to Sunday service, cosmetic, and comes for Wednesday. And the mainstay of ministry now is music. Even though we know that music is good, alright? But the mainstay of you get what I'm talking about? So good music must come. Good so that the people will ah, say, oh, I felt something. It's not God he felt. It's just the music cleansed some. Brought, ah. When it goes out, it means a real devil. So he can't say it. Because you start to teach that whole thing. To say everything is well. It's dying. Say, well. I know it's well. You see, that's robotics. It's a higher level of witchcraft. If God is there, you know. If God is in your life, you know. We need to wake up. He said we need to be weaned from milk and what? Drawn from the breast. Come with me. Joel chapter 2 as we close. Haila makapatanuma. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. Now check it, Joy chapter 2. 
There's a song in the spirit. I, I'm, I'm missing it. Hey, God, help us. The move of God in this service is tied to that song. Oh, help me. It's close, but it's far. See, things, the spirit realm is not distant. It's just a dimension. You can't access it with your mind. Most times we try hard. You are trying to study a Bible, you are using your mind. Okay, words of Amos. Then you take concordance. Amos, Amos, Amos. You are in your mind. The revelation we come to come from the heart. Most times it's not even what you are thinking. We need to be taught doctrine. There's an impartation coming on you this morning. God will begin to bring as much as many of you that desire. He'll be bringing you into things that are strange. And the grace to contain it while you're on campus, God will give you. The grace to contain it while there are some other things you need to still attend to, God will give you. The grace to contain it while you are still working, God will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come with me, Joel. Joel chapter 2, quickly. Give me volume. Strike though. Hey. Now, can we pray in tongues for two minutes so that I can get this? There's a key that I need now. Two minutes, just two minutes. Aha, thank you. It's okay. I got it. I don't know the song, but you must know it in the name of Jesus. Give me do. Now, the song says, Forever and ever, forever you reign. Forever and ever you Can we, can we try? Forever you reign. Forever and ever and ever you reign. Forever and ever you reign. You see, if you go beyond that point, we will shift from the teaching and nothing to the prophetic. So remain there. Don't sit down. Sit down. That's my problem. <laughs> I like to teach. That's my problem. This sound is, te is tempting. It's tempting. It's tempting. You see how oh, it's already tempting. See, there, there's a river. It's flowing from this side. It's flowing. It's, that's the problem. When you. There's so much grace in our generation for us to. to so much grace. I don't think that in the days of Idaosa, this grace was available. I, I don't think so. If not, do you know that we like this are not even supposed to be anointed like this yet? The things that we don't. It also prays 24 hours in a day. How long do you think I pray? There's so much grace and yet God weeps on his throne. Forever and ever and ever you reign forever and ever you reign. Don't, don't sing again wait see the cup is full now just ah. sit down sit down sit down don't wait leave that leave don't play 
Joel chapter 2. There's so much grace. If you give God half a chance, he will change you into a prince. Anything you are doing now that you don't have a consistent prayer life, it's a distraction from the devil. It might be that it's a pastor that made you like that. The pastor is a distraction from the devil. It might be that it's your own, your own self, selfishness. That selfishness is a distraction from the devil. Because there's so much of grace available now. And if you give God half a chance, you will move through strange portals. And when you have moved through a portal, it closes. You can't go out. It's just, it's not a doorway. But it is an opening that came because of the movements in the spirit. And if you enter, you can't go out again. Then you begin to fellowship in a dimension of grace. And the people you gave your life the same day with, will look at you and wonder, where are you bringing this your own? Ah, you are in a different place. Some people will enter some places today. And from today, <laughs> things will change. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 from verse 28, the Bible begins to speak about the outpouring of God. Pouring of the spirit of God. But what I want to pick out of Joel chapter 2 is that you realize that it was one outpouring, but it had different impacts on different sets of people. And those things were happening simultaneously. Some dreamt. Some prophesied. Some saw visions. Somebody says some dreamt. Some now, do you realize that the outpouring of God's spirit and you will still see he affected the fathers? Even in the move of God, you will know the fathers. Uh, you don't get it. The same move, the same outpouring, but the way it influences and affects people on the same spiritual level is different. As we begin to sing now worship, you begin to see that what will be happening to people on different, different spiritual levels will be different. I just want you to see that we are not the same. It's the same salvation. But as we are standing now, we are not the same. Do you get it? If the spirit of God begins to move now, some people will begin to see visions. Now, for you to see visions like that consistently, you are on a realm that is not ordinary. Some people will begin to receive signs that the power dimension wants to be break out hot hands hot feet all of that will begin to happen here yeah. all right now just to show us that the level to which you can appropriate a deluge of god's see people some people are teaching they say revival is coming it's not everybody that god will use even though the grace is much but we have too many babes it is most likely that the revival will be lost even if it comes so, God is counting on people that are not contemporary preachers. People that are young people that don't even have enough training. But to just open their heart and expect that God will use them to fulfill something that is larger than them. If that has been reached, you will no longer be ordinary. Especially after this service. In the name of Jesus. We're praying. I don't know what happens to you when the presence of God comes around. What happens to you? Do you begin to receive revelations? That's what happens to me. When the presence of God comes around, suddenly, 
spiritual things. I just begin to understand them. Suddenly, I didn't ask God, but I just start understanding that this is how these are the categories of demons. Just teaching me. I'm not doing Bible study. This type, you need to fast and pray for this type to go. This type will take a process to go. And so when I come and I come to a service and I see those manifestations, okay, you can begin to pray now, gradually. Where is the guitar man? So you'll be picking it gradually, gradually. Gradually. The reason why I say gradually is because I see that God's presence will come like a dove. It will come gently first. So the sound must synchronize with the mood. You can come to a point where you know the Holy Spirit so much that when, when angels pass like this, you will know. You know it in your spirit. When somebody is possessed, you don't even need the person to manifest. You know. Because there's a realm you're operating in and when the move of God's spirit comes, it meets you where? In that. People have thought and said that when the move comes, then all of us will just begin to do miracle. It's a lie. The spirit of God will meet you Ah. It's time for us to go higher. You can rise now. Forever and ever and ever you reign. Forever. This is not the time to go out of this hall. Forever and ever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever, forever, forever. I see the angels joining us in this song. Forever you Forever you may. Forever you reign. Forever you Singing 
forever, 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 ever,
for the next two minutes. Oh, the time has come. 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 The time, the time has come. The time has come over. Get ready, horses, get ready. Something is about to come down. I never let that get the Banabasada. Forever and ever. And for you, forever and ever. Upon his neck, Sinana Makazemokana, Raila Mazanema, Savina Kela Mascapagadaya, Dalama Sundabada, Badaya. Into this hall. Now, only you, you play, just only you. Play, just play. Play anything, just play anything. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. 